All right, my friends, we are back with another episode, and today we are going to be talking about how to calculate your macros and how to calculate your calories. This is something I get asked a lot. I calculate calories and macros for people all of the time. I'll do it for you if you message me on Facebook or Instagram. It is one of those things where you will never have a specific number that you have to follow to a T, like 100%. Because if you went to any online calculator, any coach, they're all going to give you slightly different answers. I've gotten completely different answers from two different calculators online. I got recommended like 1900 calories and then I got recommended like 2600 calories from another calculator. So none of them are using the same calculation to figure this out. So I'm going to break this down as simply as possible so you can figure out how to calculate your own macros, how to calculate your calories, both for maintenance and fat loss. I promise it's really not that complicated, but you are going to want to grab a pen and paper and write this down. I do also have a 65-page macro tracking guide. I'm going to link in the show notes. It's like a $400 guide. It has everything you will ever need to understand tracking macros, and it's yours free. I'm going to link it there so you can access that, and it's going to help you once you have these numbers in place, actually use them and, and, you know, put them into place in in your lifestyle and with your nutrition and with your health and fitness goals. So let's dive in. There are two ways that you can do this. And I actually recommend kind of combining both. Okay. As a coach, we use both methods to calculate calories and macros for our clients, but the first option, which is going to require a little bit more time, it's going to require a little bit more effort is tracking your calories and tracking your macros for one to two weeks, just where they're at right now without changing anything. I know we all have a tendency to change things once we're aware of them. Trust me, if you start tracking your food, writing down your food, you're going to see some things that you might want to change or you don't really like putting into your uh, nutrition tracker. Don't change those things. Right now, it's Treat it like a science experiment. Okay, we're just collecting data. We're trying to figure out exactly where you're at. Okay, so this is the easiest way to do it. Track your current nutrition. Sorry, it's the most accurate way to do it for your body. So you're going to track your nutrition for one to two weeks. The longer, the more accurate this information is going to be. And you're going to track your weight at the same time. What we want to see is no more than a 1% change in body weight. So one to two pound fluctuations day to day, totally normal, but track every single day your weight, track your nutrition. And if you're not seeing an upward or downward trend and it's staying roughly the same with some ebbs and flows, then you have found your maintenance calories. So average out whatever you've been tracking that is going to be your maintenance calories. Now, I also want you to use this calculation I'm about to give you, and you're going to compare the two and see how different they are from each other. Because if what you're eating right now is really, really low because you're a chronic dieter and you skip breakfast and you eat a 300 calorie salad for lunch, and then maybe, you know, eat a huge dinner, we're going to talk about how to compare the two because the data that you are collecting is going to give you an idea of where your metabolism is at. And if it's very different from 
this calculation, you may have some metabolic restoration that you need to do before you can consider dieting. If they're fairly similar, fantastic. Keep doing what you're doing until you're ready to go into a fat loss phase. So the calculation is going to be your body weight and you're going to multiply it by 14 to 16. Okay. This calculation is not perfect. If you're very, very sedentary, you may need to go as low as calculating it by, uh, sorry, multiplying it by 12. So your body weight by 12. The more active you are, the higher on the spectrum you should be. Again, this is just a rough estimate. We have to remember your maintenance is kind of a moving target. It's going to fluctuate day to day, week to week. That's totally normal, but this is a, a rough calculation. So now you have some numbers that you can compare your current nutrition to. Okay, If they're very far off, it seems like a lot of food, then you probably do need to do some metabolic restoration. If you message me on Instagram or Facebook, metabolism, I will get you a metabolic restoration guide. So you can walk yourself through that process of increasing your calories so that fat loss is a lot easier and you can restore your metabolism. Okay, now you've figured out your calories. Okay, average out what you've been tracking for one to two weeks, take your calculation, and now you're gonna compare the two, okay? If you're not at maintenance at the moment or you've been significantly under eating, you need to go the metabolic restoration route before you even consider fat loss, okay? Now, for the actual macros, that's going to be your protein first, okay? Protein is king of the macros. You're going to multiply your goal weight. So let's just say for, you know, uh, keeping it easy, it's 100 pounds. Like, I don't know anybody that that's realistic for, but let's just keep it easy, okay? You're going to multiply that by one gram, okay? That's going to be your protein goal. So one gram times 100 pounds, that's 100 grams of protein per day. That is going to be your protein. Now to figure out, you know, how many calories that is one gram of protein equals four calories. So that's 400 calories in protein. Now, whatever you have left in terms of calories can be distributed among carbs and fats. The carb fat ratio doesn't ultimately matter when it comes to body composition much when it comes to hormonal function and it comes to fat loss, uh, and, uh, um, your hormones and metabolism, it can impact those things a little bit and your overall health. So our clients are typically going to be at 25 to 30% fats from their, their calorie intake. 25 to 35% of that is going to be from fats. Now we have to remember when you have a higher fat diet, you want to make sure you're keeping roughly 10% of your fats as saturated fats. That's really not much. Honestly, it's going to be really sad when you actually see what that is. So 10% saturated fats. And that's why typically we want to see our clients have a slightly higher carb, slightly lower fat ratio. It seems to work best for women. Uh, They're a little bit more sensitive to changes in blood sugar And then it helps fuel performance as well. Okay, most of the time they're going to be resistance training and carbs are very important for that. So your carb to fat ratio is totally up to you what you want to do with that. Again, when it comes to fat loss, it's not super important. But if you're experiencing some like hormonal dysregulation, you want to make sure your macros are fairly balanced. If you're experiencing some blood sugar issues, 
their insulin resistance or just, you know, um, you're sensitive to changes in blood sugar, going to make sure your macros are, are fairly balanced. And so if you have a preference for slightly higher fat, you just need to be conscientious of your fat choices for your overall health. Now, when we're talking actual fat loss, this is going to be a fairly short episode. I promise this is straightforward to the point. I want you to just understand how to calculate your macros, understand how to calculate your calories for both maintenance and fat loss. For fat loss, all you're going to do is once you have figured out your maintenance, you've solidified that maintenance. That is your baseline. Okay. That's what you're working from. You're simply going to drop your calories by 300 to 500. Your protein goal will not change whether you are in a fat loss or maintenance phase. It will remain the same. Okay. One gram times body weight. And then you're just going to drop your calories 300 to 500. And those calories are going to come from carbs and they're going to come from fats, preferably evenly. I don't like to see women dip below 45 grams of fat um, ever or for a very, very short period of time. And I do not like to see women go under like 100 to 120 carbs per day for a long period of time. Both of those things are pretty big stressors on your body. So we like to start with a slightly shallower deficit. When we drop our clients' calories, it's typically going to be 300 to 400 calories. Unless they have a very high maintenance, we don't like to drop that 500 right out of the gate. We like to have that wiggle room for when we hit plateaus. Now, how do you actually adjust your calories when you do hit that plateau because everybody inevitably will. Your metabolism adapts. That's what it does. It's very normal. So when you hit that plateau, let's actually define that plateau. Okay. For us, it's going to be four weeks with no changes in measurements. It's going to be no changes in the scale. Clothes aren't fitting any differently. And you've been about 90% consistent. We can say that you've probably hit a plateau. Now, your calorie drops are probably going to be closer to 100 to 300 calories, depending on how aggressive you want to be. Again, we don't want to stay in this deficit for long periods of time. The leaner you are, the more aggressive you will likely have to be. The more body fat you have to lose, the less aggressive you will have to be, and you likely will not need a large deficit to see changes in your body composition, to see drops in in your weight. Okay, now also keep in mind when you go into this deficit, you will not likely see a change in the scale for the first seven to 10 days. And those first seven to 10 days just feel very tedious sometimes because you're in this deficit, you're eating less food, you're doing all the things, but you don't see those changes right out of the gate. Okay, we all like that instant gratification. It ain't gonna happen when it comes to your body composition and it comes to your weight. So, Give it at least seven to 10 days before, you know, expecting some change in the scale. And even then you might only see changes in your measurements. If you see changes in your measurements, that means that you are building muscle and losing fat at the same time, which is a wonderful place to be. So take full advantage of that time where your measurements are dropping, but the scale might not be. That is okay. And that's a perfectly normal part of the process. Okay. Now, You don't want to get crazy aggressive with your deficit. Most women, unless they're very small or they're very lean, I do not want to see going under 1400 calories. Again, that is, there's not a lot of context there because it depends on the individual. 
Okay. The larger uh, or the, the more weight you have, the less severe you likely will need to get into a deficit because when you have more body fat, you typically have, you know, more muscle mass. When you're just a slightly, you know, larger human, you require more energy. And that means your deficit likely won't have to be crazy aggressive. Okay. But the leaner you are, you know, when you're trying to get rid of that last five to 10 pounds, you probably do have to be a little bit more aggressive. And then, you know, the more weight that you have to lose, the longer you can get away with being in a deficit. Most women, if you're dealing with which most of the time we are, with hormonal issues, whether that's sex hormones, thyroid hormones, all of those things, we don't want to put our body in that stress state of being at a deficit for long periods of time. So typically, I don't want to see more than 12 to 16 weeks in a deficit without some kind of a diet break or going back to maintenance. Again, you put your body at slightly higher risk of some hormonal and metabolic issues the longer you stay in that deficit. So Just to recap, there are two different ways that you can calculate your maintenance calories. I highly recommend utilizing both. Yes, it takes a little bit of time. It takes two weeks of your time to figure that out. But I think two weeks of your time compared to the 5, 10, 15, 20 years you've spent spinning your wheels trying to lose weight and not seeing long-term success is 100% worth it. Okay, try and look at it through that lens. And then when you're approaching macro tracking, I want you to not approach it from a place of restriction, okay? I want you to view it as a learning opportunity. I want you to view it as a science experiment, and I want you to just get curious with it, okay? You're trying to learn about your nutrition. You're trying to learn about your diet. It is a learning experience because if you look at it from a place of restriction, you will likely have a negative experience with it, okay? Your mindset going into tracking macros is very important, And most people use it simply as a tool to lose weight. And it is so much more than that. Because if that is the only reason that you are tracking macros, you will not continue doing it the second the scale stops moving. Okay, that is just how the brain works. Okay, so make sure you're getting an adequate protein. You've now got a couple different ways to calculate your calories. Going into a deficit, it's really simple. You're dropping 300 to 500 calories from carbs and fats and keeping your fat intake, sorry, your saturated fat intake at roughly 10% of your calories. And that is all I have for you today. Don't forget to grab the macro tracking guide in the show notes. And if you enjoyed the show, you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, tag me at Ambitious Coaching. And I always appreciate it when you leave a rating and review. I love getting your guys' feedback. Chat with you next time.